midweek service. It's great to see everyone. I have to confess, I had to learn how to do all this stuff all over again. Uh, we've been out of practice, but uh, it's great to see everyone. It just dawned on me. Uh, I'm look. I'm I'm happy for the singles that you guys are having. Uh, you know, ushering the new year together. Uh, it's on a it's on a Saturday night, and uh, we are going to have church the, the following day. I'm just saying. And so, uh, please, uh, January first falls on a Sunday, and so I'm looking forward to us ushering the uh, beginning of the year 2023 uh, together. So that's going to be exciting. Have fun at your uh, party and uh, get up the next day and come to church and it's gonna be a great, great time. Let's see, uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been talking to us about the call to follow Jesus. And um, I hope and pray that uh, as we look through all these different things, that we'll take to heart the things that we're gonna be talking about and uh, look at your own life, uh, because that's what I'm trying to do even as I go through this series, look at my own life, and ask myself where I'm falling short and, uh, and really continue to become more and more like Jesus, that we continue to grow. And that's the purpose of all of this. And so it's exciting to have everybody back. Tonight, I wanna talk to us about the call to pray without ceasing. The call to pray without ceasing. Um, I also need to announce uh, Brian Dillon and Catherine Johnson are gonna be getting married this Sunday afternoon after church uh, at 4 p.m. It's by invitation, but uh, let's be praying for them that everything goes smoothly, but they're gonna become man and wife this Sunday afternoon at four o'clock here in Brooklyn. In 2 Thessalonians chapter five in verse 17, the Bible says, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, Paul is calling us here as God's children to always be praying, where you and I are men and women of prayer, for us to pray without ceasing, without stopping. We're called to give thanks in all circumstances, in the good and in, during the bad. For this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. Prayer is a powerful tool we Christians have at our disposal. In prayer, we get a chance to spend time with the creator of the universe. And for me, it can never get old. It never gets old. Because every day, we see new blessings from God. And prayer gives us that, uh, that time and that access to our Heavenly Father in heaven. Another thing I love about prayer is that I don't have to make an appointment. There are times I forget to schedule different things and I'm trying to play catch up. But with prayer, I don't have to make an appointment. I can just simply approach God anytime I want. You can simply approach your Heavenly Father in the place and time of your choosing. Again, I have to make an appointment to see a doctor. If your driver's license expires, you gotta make an appointment to go get it renewed. 
if your registration on your car, you know, lapses, you have to go get a new one. And you just can't simply walk in anymore. You have to make an appointment for all these things. And yet, when it comes to God, when it comes to prayer, we can just walk in and he will always attend to us. For me, it's very cool that we don't have to give God any notes. We just need to come. So brothers and sisters, as we begin the fall of 2020, I want to really encourage us to become men and women and disciples of Jesus who pray continuously, who are praying without ceasing. You're going to notice tonight, I'm not going to put up any verses. And uh, I hope that you will grab your Bible or grab your iPad or notepad or whatever it is you use to access your Bible and you grab your notebook. And I'm going to be giving a lot of scriptures, but I'm not going to put any of them on the screen. Because I really want us to be taking notes and to go back and check these things out. And so the first thing I want to talk about tonight is praying in the morning. Praying in the morning. In Psalm 42, in verses 1 and 2. Psalm 42, verses 1 and 2. Turn there, please. It says, as a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? The imagery here, brothers and sisters, is a deer panting for water. Is a deer desperate for water. The deer is thirsty and needs water. Our souls should thirst for the living God in the same manner. Such that when we wake up in the morning, the attitude is, I can't wait to talk to my Heavenly Father. In Psalm chapter 5, verse 3. Psalm chapter 5. Verse 3, it says, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my sign. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. For to you I pray. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait in expectation. He says here, he says, give ear to my words. Listen to my cry for help. There's a desperation here that I see. As you and I approach God in the morning, God in his mercy allows us to go to bed at night. And then we wake up the next day. And these scriptures I'm talking about talk about how you and I need to be eager and desperate to come before him in the morning before the quote-unquote our day gets busy. In Psalm 88, 
Psalm 88, beginning in verse 13. Psalm 88, verse 13. It says, but I cry to you for help, Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. Why, Lord, do you reject me and hide your face from me? Again, the idea is we're eager to come before God's throne and, and lay our request before him. We're eager to, 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 to cry out to him in the morning. Yes, I understand that some of us have little kids and we didn't have an opportunity to make that happen. I, I, I understand that. But not all of us are in that situation. I know many parents that go to sleep early and they get up early before the kids wake up so that they can have this time with God. And that's okay too. But it's important that when we wake up, that we spend some time with the Almighty. Again, it doesn't have to be a long time. Because again, remember, we're being called to pray without ceasing. And so praying is something that needs to become that we're doing all day long. But it's very important in my view, and like scripture tries to show us here, that we approach God in the morning. In Isaiah chapter 33, Isaiah 33 in verse 2. Isaiah 33 in verse 2. It says, O Lord, be gracious to us. We long for you. Be our strength every morning, our salvation in time of distress. Brothers and sisters, when you and I are praying, we are seeking God's help and assistance because, quite frankly, we have nowhere else to go. We have nobody else to turn to. And it's important that we start our day by going to God with all of our problems. I had to do it this morning. I woke up this morning and, you know, st stuff started happening and stuff started coming up. I just had to say, you know what, I need to stop and just go spend some time in prayer. And that's exactly what I did. And I just sat down and I talked to my God and I said, God, I'm going to need your help today. I'm going to need you help me put this in place. I'm going to put that in place. And, you know, by the way, Father, I need help with this. And I need help with that. And I pray for some of us by name. But that's what I've learned to do in terms of, you know what? It is God that I go to with my issues. It is God that we all need to go to, especially first thing in the morning with all of our issues. And is there eager to want to hear from us. Prayer should express exactly what we are thinking and how we are feeling. If you're mad at God, say it to him. I've had a few moments like that in my life where I've been upset at God. And so I, I tell him. Prayer allows us to cut out the middleman. You don't have to go through anybody. Obviously, we're praying in the name of Jesus. It is Jesus that has given us the access to the Almighty. But you and I are able to go to him directly every day. Where you and I can look towards the heavens. And we are able to speak to God 
face to face. So I'm encouraging you, when you pray, when you talk to your God, be real. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're feeling. Be real. You can't fake it with him. So be, be yourself. Be real. God wants to hear about your frustrations in an, in an authentic way. He wants to hear it. Prayer should reveal who we are and what we're feeling. Again, prayer should be conversational. You don't need any special format. Just talk to your God. And as you're praying, pause. Remember, the Holy Spirit is living inside of us. And God will talk back to you. Because he's living inside of you. But you need to pause and listen. You know, how would you feel as a parent if all your child does is complain and gripe every time they approach you? I say that because, unfortunately, for some of us, that's what we do in prayer. When we, go, when we approach God, we're just complaining. We're just griping. How do you think he feels? But you see, when, when we come with Thanksgiving, when your kids come, happy to see you in the morning, and they say, good morning, dad. And they're happy to see you. You know, you, you, you approach them, even as a parent, is very different. And so I'm not saying we shouldn't tell God our frustrations. I'm not saying we shouldn't, you know, complain when we talk to God. But that can't be what we're doing every day. That can't be what we're doing when we approach him every day in prayer. There needs to be thanksgiving. There needs to be praising him for just the wonderful things that he continues to do and all the prayers that he continues to answer in our lives. We're very familiar with this passage in Mark chapter 1 in verse 35. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. It says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Very early in the morning, the Bible says, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to find a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus was a very busy person. And if I must say, much busier than all of us put together. But he made the time to connect back with his God, with his Father in heaven, in the morning. And so, I want to encourage us to start speaking to God like a friend. God is my best friend. God is your best friend. Speak to him like you would your best friend. Tell him your secrets. Tell him your fears. Don't feel guilty if you can't talk to God in the morning. Okay? But if you can pull this off, amen, do it. One of the things I love is just be able to go on prayer walks. Yes, I'll pray on my knees. Yes, I'll pray seated, just praying to God. But the thing I love to do the most is just going on a prayer walk. Where I get out and I thank God for all the sidewalks in Brooklyn. And I just walk and I just talk to my God. There's nothing like it. Again, if you need to get up early, then so be it. 
I know, I know some of us, we get up early, we go to work, we're praying on the subway or on the bus, and we get to the office and uh, we're praying and reading our Bibles before other people come in. Continue that. I commend you for that. You know, um, when you're driving, you can pray in traffic. Just, just continue to concentrate on the road, though, because you don't want to hit the person in front of you. Okay? And uh, they're not going to say, oh, sorry, I was praying. I didn't see you. That's not going to fly. So just be careful. But it's exciting that, you know, you, you can be praying in traffic. You can, be, you can pray on the subway. Okay? Uh, again, I want to encourage everybody. You know, the last Saturday of every month, all brothers, we, 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 we have a prayer time from 7 to 8. Join in. Join in. You know, I, I know some of us have never attended. Let's change that this month. Come join us. You don't have to pray. You can just be there. It's very encouraging when you hear other people praying. It's very encouraging when we all lift up our voices to God at the same time. The same thing goes for the sisters. The sisters have theirs the first Saturday of every month from 8 to 9 a.m. Again, if, you have, if you've never joined them, I want to encourage you to change that next month. Join in those prayer times. You're missing out. And again, besides, if you think about it, it's only once a month. It's only once a month, but join in. You would not regret it. Amen? Number two, my second point I want to make today, tonight, praying in the afternoon. Praying in the afternoon. In Acts chapter 3, verse 1. In Acts chapter 3, verse 1, it says, One day, Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer. At three in the afternoon. You know, the Jews used to have times of prayer at the temple back in the Old Testament and also especially in the first in the first century church. And so in this account, and many of you will remember it because that was when Peter healed the man that was lame. Okay, that was the first miracle he performed after quote unquote uh, the day of Pentecost that's recorded in the scripture where Peter looked at him and said, Peter, uh, silver or gold I do not have, but in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And he, the man started walking. But they were on the way to the temple, scriptures tell us, at three in the afternoon. They were going there to pray. Remember, these guys were Jews before they became Christians. Jesus called them to follow him, and quote-unquote, they became Christians, they became followers of Jesus, and the church had started in Acts chapter 2. And so now we're in Acts chapter 3. We don't know how many days have gone by between Acts 2.38 and Acts chapter 3 verse 1. All right? But they were on their way to the temple at 3 in the afternoon during prayer time. In Acts chapter 10 verse 9. Acts chapter 10 verse 9. It says, about noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. This is the account of when Cornelius was converted. You remember the story where Cornelius had seen an angel and the angel told Cornelius for them to go find Peter in a city called Joppa and Cornelius sent some of his men to go look for Peter and in the account, Peter had gone up to the roof that day to pray. And again, you know the rest of the story. If you don't, I'll encourage you to go read it. That's where Peter saw a vision where he was hungry, the Bible says, and while they were fixing the food, he saw a sheet come down from heaven with all kinds of wild animals. And the Lord said, 
Peter, get up, kill, and eat. And he said, no, I'm not doing that. Nothing unclean has ever entered my mouth. And God said, what I've caused to be clean, you don't call unclean. As a preview saying, there are Gentiles coming to meet you. Don't call them unclean. As a matter of fact, you need to go with them. Okay? And that's how he went and preached in the house of Cornelius. And his entire household became Christians. But Peter had gone up to the roof to pray. In the afternoon, Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went upstairs, excuse me, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. You see, again, in the Old Testament, the Jews used to pray several times a day. Remember where Daniel was when this was written. He was in exile. They were in Babylon. And yet, he continued the practice and the tradition of praying three times a day. So much so that the officials saw him, and this was the accusation to Nebuchadnezzar, to saying, you know what? Daniel is not paying attention to the statue and buying down. He's, he's still praying to his God. And that's what caused Nebuchadnezzar to put him in the lion's den. Because the guy was praying three times a day in the afternoon, in addition to morning and evening, like he was always been doing. And again, I'm putting all these verses up here for us so that this becomes our practice. Remember, we are calling on the same God. And you can't expect God to answer prayers that you are not praying. I can't expect God to answer things that I'm not praying. Just before the service started tonight, Sean, our brother Sean Stanbeck was sharing with us how, you know, he just had kidney surgery. And I know we've, been, we've all been praying for him for weeks. And um, he was just sharing with us that the kidney removed was cancerous. But now, you know, praise God, it's now out. And, um, you know, he's not having to deal with that again. We still need to continue to pray that he'll be able to get a, a kidney transplant. Okay? He, caught, he, he was able to be scheduled for one several months ago, but something happened with the donor and he couldn't receive that kidney. So he's still on the transport list. So we need to continue to pray. God hears these prayers, brothers and sisters. Prayer is not an exercise in futility. And so when, when we hear about people needing help, we need to be praying about those things. When, we, when you get that uh, email blast on the distribution list for, you, for us to be praying for somebody, pray about that person, pray for that person. All, all it takes is just stopping for a few minutes and praying for that person. God is hearing those prayers. They're very, very important. They make a difference. In Luke chapter 5, verse 16, Luke chapter 5, verse 16, it simply says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. I believe Jesus spent a lot of time praying in the afternoon. When I read that passage, it says, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. The challenge with prayers in the afternoon and during the day is making a conscious effort to do it. Because, because of the time of day, again, it's usually shorter that our morning prayer or our, or our evening prayer, all right? Again, I know many Christians. I know many disciples 
who use their lunch break to pray and eat their lunch. It doesn't take an hour to eat a sandwich. You can, you can, I mean, I know, I know it doesn't for me, you know, and that's what I had for lunch this afternoon. It took me less than five minutes to consume that sandwich. And, you know, you can consume your lunch in five, 10 minutes and spend some good time praying. You know, if you want to go for a walk, if you, if you want to use some of that time at, at your cubicle or whatever it is where you are, just do it. Connect with your God. Very, very important. Take the advantage. We must take the advantage of the access we have. I'm so thankful that when you and I approach God in prayer, he doesn't put us in some waiting room. We can just access him. Excuse me. We can just go to him directly. We all have busy lives. Every last one of us. We need to pause and be in the habit of praying even while at work. Again, I know Christians that would take the day off and all they're doing is praying and reading their Bible. And that's okay too. Where, you know, I know people who would, you know, get out of their office and go sit in the, uh, in the stairwell, you know, on their floor and just, and just sit there and just pray. Whatever works for you, just do it. Go for a prayer walk. You can pray in your cubicle. Well, if there are people around disturbing you, then you know, go do something. Just go somewhere else. I know disciples that go into their bathrooms at work and just you know, shut the stall and just sit there and pray and just spend time in there. But whatever works for you, just do it, is my point. Number three, praying at night. There's an old prayer that some of us recited and were taught when we were little. It goes something like this. Now I lay down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Now you and I know that this prayer is not in the Bible. It actually originated from an old German poem and was later translated into English around 1737. Now I remember growing up and being taught to say grace at night. I'm not talking about the grace we say before meals. This grace I'm talking about is in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14. It simply says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's what the passage says. And so the grace I used to say at night was, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with me always. And then I'll put my head down and go to sleep. It's very important that we pray at night. It's very important that we spend time thanking God for everything he's done for us, especially in that day. Thanking him for sustaining us and for looking out for you and me. Yes, we may have had some bad news during the day. Yes, we may have experienced some hard times, but you made it back home. And not only do you have a roof over your head, not only do I have a roof over my head, 
I have a soft bed I can sleep on. And there are people outside that are homeless. And so thank God for that. We can't take these things for granted. Realizing that, you know, some woke up this morning. And as you and I are seated here tonight, listening to this lesson, their home is a place of mourning. Because their loved one didn't make it back home. Even just today. And so we have a lot to be thankful for. Where at night, our prayers, in my view, for the most part, needs to be one of thanksgiving. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to ask God for stuff at night, but it needs to be an outpouring of gratitude to God. If you're married, I want to encourage you to pray with your spouse before you go to bed. If you're a parent, pray with your kids and then put them down. That's one of the things I remember that my wife and I did when we were raising our daughters. We prayed with them every night. We would go in, and obviously as they grew up, you know, they would pray. But we would be there with them. At least one of us would be in there. You know? But pray with your kids. You know, it's amazing how you would hear what's on their hearts, even in their prayers. And so it's important that we pray with our kids. Again, if you have preteens or teens, let them pray. Let them pray. But get in the habit of talking to the creator of the universe every night before you lay down and go to bed. In Acts chapter 16 and verse 25. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. It says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And other prisoners were listening to them. You know the story where a riot had it broke out during the day in Ephesus, and these guys were locked up, and uh, they were put in chains. And what were these guys doing? The Bible tells us here they were singing, I'm praying to God uh, around midnight. So much so that the other prisoners that were locked up with them, they were listening to them. To me, that's, that's exciting. Even during their predicament, they were still praying and they were singing hymns to God. And you know the rest of the story, where an angel came and, you know, uh, there was an earthquake, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the jailer thought they had escaped. And he comes in and goes, wow, you're still here. And he goes, what must I do to be saved? And at that time of night, they preached to him. And he and his household, the Bible tells us they were baptized. But again, remember, they were praying. God answered some incredible prayers in the book of Acts, because the first century church was a church that prayed. I believe with all my heart that God will do some incredible things in our lifetime if you would simply become more like this, where you and I are men and women of prayer, where prayer for us is no longer a duty, but we are just praying vessels. We're praying machines, so to speak. That everywhere we go, everything we're doing, we're just praying. We're still serving the same God. And that's one of the exciting parts about this form. That when you pray, when I pray, I'm approaching the same God of Abraham. The same God of Isaac. The same God of, of, of Moses. The same God that parted the Red Sea. 
the same God that delivered Daniel from the lion's den. That's my daddy. That's your daddy. And there are so many things that I need from him. There are so many things that we need from him. But he wants to hear from us. The devil doesn't care that we believe in God. Brothers and sisters, the devil starts shaking his boots when you and I start praying. Because he knows that when you and I pray, God comes to rescue us. God's power is unleashed in our lives. And that's why prayer is very important. And that's why I believe the call is to pray without ceasing. God will do immeasurably more than all we ask or can even imagine. And finally tonight, let's talk about praying throughout the day and all night. Praying throughout the day and all night. In Psalm 55, Psalm 55, in verse 17, 17 to 18 as a matter of fact, Psalm 55 verses 17 and 18. It says, evening, morning and noon, I cry out in distress and he hears my voice. He rescues me unharmed from the battle waged against me, even though many oppose me. In Luke chapter 11, verse 1, Luke chapter 11, verse 1, he says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. You see, prayer is something that we continue to grow in and we continue to learn. Brothers and sisters, the day will never come when you can say or I can say, you know what? I know how to pray now. I got it all figured out. That day will never come because it's a, it's a, it's a relationship with God. And so we always need to continue to grow in our prayer lives. I'm still growing in my prayer we all need to be growing in our prayer lives. There is nothing wrong in asking other people, you know what, teach me to pray better. And sometimes all you need to do is just listen to what, how other people are praying and then imitate that. There are times when I've heard other people pray, you know what, man, I like the way they did that or I like the way they said that. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I start doing that. But again, this is something we all need to continue to grow in. In Luke chapter 6, verse 12, Luke 6 in verse 12, it says, One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. Again, we're very familiar with this passage. Jesus spent the entire night praying for the 12 men including Judas Iscariot, that he would later designate apostles that morning. I believe he spent the night praying for those guys by name. That's also very important, that we're praying for each other by name. I'm very encouraged when, and you guys are you you, you you guys are just awesome. You're, you're, you're awesome. You're, you're awesome disciples. You're awesome brothers and sisters. You know, I, I always get very touched when you know you guys will come up to me or go to my wife or go to Daisy and say, you know, bro, I'm praying for you. That means a lot to me. 
And I, I want you to know I'm praying for you also. You know, uh, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's very encouraging when you know that your brothers and sisters are praying for you by name. And so let's continue to be in the habit of doing that. Even in our Bible talks, where we're praying for each other. Okay, I'm not saying we do that every day. But in a, in a week, we can be praying for each other. In our Bible talks, all week long. In terms of mentioning, you know, our needs to each other. So that we can be praying for each other. Brothers and sisters, I, I, um, I got some great news. You guys remember, I don't know, several months ago, um, I told us, I believe it was on a Sunday, that for you guys to be praying for Sarah and myself, that, you know, we're trying to buy a house over here and uh, I'm staying in Brooklyn. Um, and I'm thankful, you know, for all your prayers. Sarah got better from COVID. And the very first place we saw, we made an offer on it. And our offer was accepted. We did the inspection last Friday. And um, we got a loan because I don't have that kind of money. Uh, but it's okay. But we got a loan and um, the contract is being drawn up. Hopefully by Friday, we'll go into contract. But there's no doubt in my mind that that was an answer to your prayers and our prayers. And so I want to thank you because I don't believe it was an accident. If anything, the very first place we saw, I mean, the, the guy took, he took care of the place. And uh, everything else we saw after that was like, nah, nah, nah. It didn't even measure up. And again, we prayed that we would find a place where, quote unquote, the person doesn't really need the money. And so they accepted the offer we gave them. We gave them much more than they were asking for. And they accepted it. The guy accepted it. And so again, I shared that to say, you know what? God hears prayers. God is at work. And I'm very thankful. In Mark chapter 6, in verse 47, it says, later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake and it was alone on land. Mark chapter 6, verses 47, 47 and 48. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them walking on the lake. And then the story goes on. Again, here's an example of Jesus praying well into the night. Again, if you go read the account, he had just fed the, the 5,000. And he told the, um, the apostles to get on the boat that, you know, I'm going off to pray. And so he goes off and prays. And in the middle of the night is when he comes and he's walking on the water. And they're all scared. They think he's a ghost and all that stuff. You know the story. But again, I put this, I, I'm referencing this because Jesus was constantly praying. And that's the reason why he had so much power and was able to do a lot of things. That is where the power comes from, brothers and sisters. And so, why should we bother praying and crying out to God? God promises us, brothers and sisters, in his word, that he hears every word that we pray to him. God, your God, my God, is a great listener. He hears every word. Yours too. He hears every word that I utter. Like a good parent, he's waiting, ready, and willing 
to listen to all our worries, all our concerns, and all our needs. Sometimes we're asking for forgiveness. Sometimes we're asking for strength. Sometimes we're asking for healing. Prayer is the frequency and channel by which you and I communicate with God. Yes, our prayers may be awkward and feeble, but the power of prayer is not is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it. Let me, let me, I'm, I'm going to say that again. The power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it. Prayer is not us asking, but putting our lives in the hands of our creator. This is the one weapon we have that Satan is truly afraid of. Why? Because Satan knows that God unleashes his power on our behalf when we pray consistently. Brothers and sisters, we need to eat prayer. We need to wear prayer. We need to speak prayers. I mean, prayer needs to become just who we are and what we're all about, individually and collectively. Prayer should not be a duty we perform, but a privilege that we enjoy morning, afternoon, at night, and even all night and throughout the entire day. Praying, believing, and knowing that God hears you. And so don't give up on your prayers. Luke 18 is in the Bible for a reason. That's the parable of the persistent widow. Be persistent in your prayers. Be, be persistent in your times with God. And God, in his time, will answer you. I went to visit my daughters for Father's Day, I don't know, earlier this year, whenever that was. And um, we're sitting there, we're talking. And my daughters, they looked at me and they says, uh, Dad, um, we want to we move to Boston. Pray for us that we'll find jobs there and then we can, we can move over. And then they said something that was very touching. I was actually in tears. He said, the reason we want to move to Boston is to be closer to you guys in New York. Yes, I tried to get them to come to New York. They said New York is too expensive. I said, okay, I'll take, I'll take Boston. Boston is only four hours away. And so we started to pray. And um, we asked a lot of our friends and family members to be praying for them. And uh, God answered that prayer. And so, you know, later this month, they're going to be moving to Boston. And so I'm very thankful. They're only going to be four hours away instead of, you know, my wife and I getting on a plane to go visit them. And so again, I share that to say, that's an answer prayer. But we, 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 we got to make sure that we're constantly taking things before him. And so I'm, I'm going to wrap up this lesson tonight with Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. A passage we're very familiar with. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts 
and your mind in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, the call is to pray without ceasing. The call is to become men and women who are constantly praying. And God says you and I should not be anxious or worried about anything. But by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, to present our requests to Yahweh. And the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. I pray God continues to answer our prayers. I pray God continues to give us the desires of our hearts. And I pray that God will do much more than all we can ask or can even imagine. I hope this lesson has been helpful. Welcome back. Looking forward to seeing you guys on Sunday. After we're done, we're going to be in our breakout rooms for fellowship. Share, share in, your, in your breakout room some of the prayers of yours that you've been praying that God has answered. I think that would be very encouraging for us to be able to share uh, in our breakout rooms as we do that. I'm going to ask our sister Casey Cumberbatch, Casey Cumberbatch, to close us out with a word of prayer. God bless you all.